This is the In the Black Podcast. In the Black Podcast. Big old McBridgen, big up. Black up, make up, and rip it up. Make it sizzle on them just a little. Don't give them too much. Yeah, we in the black in the So check this out, man. The other day, my homie, he just got married. He's going to kill me for telling this story. Man, listen. So he just got married not too long ago, maybe a couple months ago. Just got married. And this is, he's never lived with anybody prior to his wife now. Huh? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, he's never lived with anybody prior to his wife, which is which is new in this 21st century. But just, just hear me out. So, <laughs> so your, your man, your man, him and his wife, they go, he's going to kill me like shit. His man goes, they go to eat some Pakistani food the night before and he goes to work and like halfway through the day, he just starts to get that, 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 that gumption, that feeling in his, in his stomach. And your man, he, he takes, he takes DC Metro <laughs> for transportation back and forth between the house and so on, right? So your man, so your man, you know, the he's really going to kill me when he is. So I'm going to tell this shit anyway. So during the day, he starts getting that feeling. He starts getting that feeling, but he's one of those folks that he can't really do it at work. So he didn't feel comfortable. So he started pushing and started pushing, started pushing through the day. And then he gets on a train and then that feeling hits him hard. Boom. And he's like, man, I got to get home. I got to get home. So he's like, oh, okay. Gets off the train, he gets to his car, and he's got like a 20-something minute drive to the house. And he's, driving to, and he's driving to the house, and he's like, the seat's getting kind of hot. Let me hurry up and make it to the house. So your man finally makes it to the house. He unlocks the top lock. He unlocks the bottom lock, and he tries to open the door, and the door won't open because his wife put the chain on the door. He's never oh. looked with anybody that's put a chain on the door. He's like, why would you put the chain on the door? So he's like yamming the door, yamming the door, like screaming for her to come out and chain the door. He's like, oh, come, come open this damn door. Did, did he make it? No. Oh. <laughs> he didn't make it. He didn't make it. He said, listen to me, man. He said, oh, I had to go in the backyard and get sprayed down like a little dog. (laughs) Oh, my God. And and all because she, because she's from from New York. She's from the hood. She's like, everywhere I've lived, you go in the house, you put the chain on the door. You don't know who's coming in that joint. And she was there by her. She gets home before him. And he's like, he's, I mean, he didn't grow up in like in the suburbs per se, like in a you know yes, like in did. a picket fence. Yes, it's it's okay. But but he didn't live. He didn't. It, it was, <laughs> but he wasn't putting. He wasn't putting that latch lock on the door. And yeah. <laughs> so moral of the story: learn your wife before you <laughs> before you go to work. Oh, he, needs God, to get a, he needs to get a new job. You need to connect with the, the janitor at the job. Something, bro. Yeah, you, you, need a, you need an executive key, you man. You gotta have the executive key. You gotta have that bathroom at your job, bro. Very few people go to. Even that has some depends. Some wipes, something, bro. Some Phil, shut the hell up, sanitizer. Bro, listen, bro. Some poopery. The whole thing. Listen, man. I, when he told me the story, I, I was try, I, he's my man. I tried not to laugh, but I lost every, I lost every I lost every bit of it. He's gonna have to take this. I mean that's it. <laughs>
I'm telling you, he, my man, I'm telling you, he said he got to the door and he was like two seconds from ripping that joint off the hinge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be a sinister bastard and tag him once we put <laughs> <laughs> Yes! Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey. What's up? What's oh, up? Man. What is up? Back once again, it is the Incredible in the Black Podcast. And in case you weren't aware, this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world and covering it all from the perspective of three grown ass men who know that melanin is a superpower. I am your host, Big O, Mr. In the Black himself, but you know I can't do this alone. Let me introduce the rest of Team Black Lightning. Crush, say what's up. What's good, everybody? L Boogie, say what's up, man. What's good, family? And later, we're going to be joined by photographer and YouTuber extraordinaire Brandon Cole. But first, we are on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and pretty much everywhere you can find and stream podcasts. You can visit us at our website, www.intheblackpodcast.com, or you can kick it with us at In the Black PDCST on IG, Twitter, and on Facebook. And if you really want to be the homie, consider donating to our show by joining us at Patreon. And now we have merchandise available for the loyal ITBP fan. Yeah. Visit our website. Yeah. And, <laughs> yes. Visit our website and hit the become family tab I, to get I started and do that. <laughs> but before that. we get into the letter, okay? Before we get into the letter, I want to say thank you to the folks like Mame Amwa and Julie McGowan, those folks that have donated the bit that they can to our show. Not because they wanted merchandise, but because they said, and I quote, we see you're trying to make a difference and I want to help you reach as many people as, as you can to make that difference. So I want to say thank you to you guys for helping us for reaching that. out That's and love. donating. That's definitely love. Yes, indeed. Now, this week's Black Box Letter comes from Trevor. Now, Trevor says, fellas, uh -oh. I know, uh -oh. I know y'all going to talk about y'all's friend out here telling the world that sucking another man's pee-pee doesn't mean that you're gay. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what possessed your boy Tank to say that, and I'm not certain if he's trying to, in a slick way, come out of the closet. But I've heard, and I've never heard anyone tie themselves in such a pretzel to make a point before. All I can say is, if you box for a living and someone says, oh, so you're a boxer, you can't get upset when they, when they say that to you. I need for you guys to send him an email and find out what he's been drinking. Your boy, Trevor. So earlier this week, singer and songwriter Tank was on Angela Yee's podcast, Lip Service, and in an effort to explain what was pretty much a benign situation, he ended up saying what, saying that if a man sucks another man's penis two times, and I want to be specific, two times, that that doesn't mean that he's gay. Let's take a listen. I definitely had a guy say to me before, like, but I don't lie to you. I've only lied to you a couple times about women. I hear what he's saying. We he's know. not a liar. He just lied twice. Doesn't that make you a liar? No, because I've done construction <laughs> a couple times, but I'm not a construction. <laughs> so let's say a guy sucked a d one time. Jesus Christ. 
Does that mean that? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> he sucked the d once, right? Mm -hmm. And then he's like, I'm not sure if I liked it or not. Let you know me try it again. Let me try it mm -hmm. again. And then he says, you know what? Not for me. Don't like the taste. But it doesn't mean he's gay. All right, so what did you guys think when you first heard? I know you guys are familiar with it. It's been, the, the comments have gone viral. Uh, what did you guys think when you first heard the comments? Who wants to jump in first? I'm not know this would be very difficult for Mr. L. So I'll, I said thank I'll, you for taking that bullet. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take it right here in the shoulder. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I'm familiar with Angela Yee's podcast, and you know her uh, her whole format is one that's very adult, very racy, and she gets a lot of dudes to say a lot of wild shit. Wow. Um, now, now, granted, Tank kind of, kind of, he got the trophy. Right now, for wild, he's got the trophy for for for, your, for that podcast on wild shit. Um, but at the same time, you know, let's be intellectuals about this. And of course, we're seeing we're seeing and we're seeing headlines around a soundbite. There was a larger conversation to be had. Now, granted, I'm not sure what direction Angela Yee pointed toward that in this conversation to get that comment. I would like to think that there was something truly educational in that moment. <laughs> but, 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 you know, I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm sorry, brother. You know, uh, you know, if, if I were to take that at face value, I would have to vehemently disagree. <laughs> nevertheless, 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 I, I, I would still have to, I'm still have to try to get a. Cause like, cause wasn't this about cheating or something? Yeah, it was about but initially cheating. started about lying. About lying, lying, yeah. and, li lying in a relationship. So I'm, I'm yeah. like, well, I'm going to go from that to that. I'm just, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they were refer referring to something from the media, but um, you know, I, I'd have to, you know, for that from that particular point, I have to just flat out simply say I disagree. That's all. <laughs> There's no need to elaborate. <laughs> L, go There's ahead, no man. No need for exposition on that. <laughs> Damn you, Tank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, man. How do you have this conversation? Oh my uh, god. Yo, I've never seen anybody get set up quite the way Tank got set up, though, man. Yeah, Angel, Angel kind of fucked. She, listen, bro, she's <laughs> setting him up for the Because literally, what the hell was he going to say? <laughs> he he know what happens if you come out and say something even remotely negative about the gay lifestyle, the, the blowback. <laughs> He knows it. But here, here's the thing, though, man. Uh, <laughs> this is why I didn't want to. I wanted to go second on this because, listen, I want the station to be lit. <laughs> Hey, both of you, you gotta hold yourself, man. Damn. Go ahead and finish saying what you're saying, L. Damn. I, I, I really wish they would have furthered the conversation, though. In all yeah, honesty. yeah, true, 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 true. I wish they would have not turned it into more of a, a jovial moment because there's some real serious uh, conversations and discussion that could be birthed out of this particular conversation. That's true. Uh, 
we know within the black community specifically there are parts of the population within our community that are incredibly homophobic uh there are other segments of our population or our community who are very uh ignorant when it comes to the lifestyles uh different alternative lifestyles different sexual lifestyles things of that nature there's not a whole lot of open discussion usually that takes place uh where people who have different lifestyles different sexual lifestyles cannot oftentimes be in the same setting with people who have the opposite lifestyles and have open conversations about you know same sex type of sexual activity uh do i disagree with tank i don't know and here's 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 and here's where i take the stance on i believe it is possible for people to experiment with their sexuality uh and that in that experimentation that possibly can be same sex experimentation i don't know if that act that one or in this case twice uh defines you and gives you that label as homosexual i think more than the actual act creates or develops or makes a person homosexual i think it's more of a lifestyle more of a thinking more of you know more than just an actual act now i'm not homosexual so i don't know but again i wish on angela's show because this is a show like phil said is incredibly racy at times people say some incredibly wild shit on that show i think she missed an opportunity here to have a greater discussion about yeah. homosexuality yep, yep. There'll be a part two. There, 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 there's gonna be a part two. She has to. She has to have back on there, and she has to get some other, some other, some other people up in there too. It's gonna be part two. But here's why I disagree with Tank. When Tank got the backlash that he got from people, and I, I, I didn't see a whole bunch of people giving Tank backlash. I did hear a whole lot of people say that if you do suck dick and you're a male, you are gay, that defines you as that. I didn't like how he immediately came out and threw that, you know, stop being homophobic fastball down the plate like that to immediately label everybody as being homophobic because they came out with a contrary opinion than what he has. I think that was irresponsible on his part that he could have, again, these are people who I don't think are well-versed in how to have uh, intellectual conversations about these topics, about these topics. Again, he dropped the ball. He could have said, and I think he did a great job in trying to in the maneuver moment. in the moment. I yeah. think he did, he, he was decent in the moment. He, he didn't say anything that was completely outlandish. There were some things that he said that people would disagree with, but I think, again, he had an opportunity there to further a larger conversation within our community, within black community. We know people are having sex. We know people are having freaky sex. We know people are having same sex, but we're not talking about it in a manner where we are allowing other people to be educated about those differences. And I think that has been incredibly harmful in our community, particularly with those folks who have alternative lifestyles. They don't always feel comfortable coming out in the conversation. So they spend most of their lives in closets or just with their particular population. No, I, I understand and I agree with both of you guys. I think, um, 
I will say I agree with Phil. I will say I will use his terminology. I will say I disagree with Tank vehemently about the the end result of that particular act. However, I also think that a lot of this blame has to be put on Angela Yee. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> she gets, she gets, it's all the smoke. And, 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 and I don't want people to at me because they think oh, that I'm not attacking, 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 attacking a woman. But oh, he was, he was, I'm not trying he, to attack a woman. he made, he, he, he described, he, he made a very good analogy initially. Yeah. Very good analogy initially. Yeah. And she came out of left field being as salacious as she is and said <laughs> what she said. And I'm thinking to myself, how did you really expect him to respond? There was no win for him in that situation. Because if he didn't answer, people would start to speculate and they start moving left and right here and there. And not to mention, given that Angela Angela Yee is as, uh, as I said, as salacious as she is, and she's been doing this for quite some time, I could have seen her pressing him on the map. And there were other women around him just as salacious as Angela Yee, they would have pressed him on the matter as well. So I want to make sure that Angela Yee knows that this is her fault and all the backlash that he's been getting (laughs) (laughs) goes square on her damn shoulders. But with that being said, also, I, I... I had an opportunity and I don't, I I have gay friends and I don't want to be like one of those white guys like I have black friends. Yeah, don't do that, please. But I did reach out to some of my gay friends and colleagues or whatever, and I, and I spoke to some of them. And I said it, I said up front to them, I said, I don't want to tokenize you. I just want to try and understand Appreciate what that. these things are. So I, I posed the, the situation to them. And to me, it seems like, at least from the people that I've asked, it seemed like there was a difference in uh, age in terms of the answer that I got. Some of the younger, some of the younger gay folks that I've talked to <clears throat> said that gayness actually comes from the, the mental and emotional portion of feeling attracted to someone of the same sex. Older gentlemen or older gay people that I've spoken to said it's, it's the combination, point blank and period. And you solidify that with- and the physical. Exactly. Gotcha. So, and these folks are probably, they're either of our age range and older, right? Yeah, the yeah, ones that yeah. make, gave me the second response. So yeah. I'm, so even within the community itself, I don't know if there's a 100% solid uh, confirmation mm-hmm. of what makes you. And I'm just, I'm, I know I'm spitballing, yeah. but I'm, I'm well, saying this based on my non-scientific, you know, polling of what's going on or of this situation. Yeah, because listen, you got three heterosexual men on this broadcast right now, and some of the language that we're using, like, make you gay, some of that type of stuff, I know some of our gay listeners are going to be like, now listen, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's, we're, this, we're, is we're, part, this, this is part of that conversation that we got to be able to it's, have. Exactly. It's part of the, it's part uh, of the learning process. Yes. And a lot of people, before you jump there, you have, you have to learn how to crawl in this mental aspect yeah. of it before you can walk and, and you can run. So, I mean, one of the things that I thought was very poignant that he said, or the converse, the larger conversation that ended up stemming from it, is that it seemed as though people were chastising Tank for saying that men could openly experiment with their sexuality and be chastised for it. Meanwhile, women, I don't well, encourage yeah, see, yeah, yeah. Are, see, are lauded yeah. for it. See, yeah, I, I was about to get to this because this, this was the larger conversation I think this was alluding to about the mainstream perception of male and female sexuality. You know, like, I mean, man, come on guys, we can go back to college and remember, remember you know, see what girls were doing 
in the dorms and trying this and trying this. And it wasn't her. uncommon to hear and a woman tell you that she was experimenting. It, it, was, it, it was it was titillating for a young dude to see something like that. Mm-hmm. But but the idea of a man being able to be fluid is automatically good. Yeah, there, there, there's a, there's a wall. There, there's yeah. an immediate wall. Yeah. And yeah. Not, yeah. But, yeah. and this might be an. I, I don't know. This might be an American thing. I don't know what it is, but there's a clear standard, different per- perception, uh, a stark difference in perception between male and female sexuality when it comes to this kind of experimentation. Yeah, because anything, uh, anything deemed soft, and I, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong. At least, especially as when I was younger, right. when you think of two men, somebody has to be the sub. You you assume that someone has to be the submissive. And the one thing that men don't want to be is submissive, or one of the things that men or don't even, want or to even be. perceived as such. Exactly, mm-hmm. or to in, be in, soft. In any aspect, in right. any aspect. Exactly, of life. exactly. Because I know that's one of the questions or the perceptions that comes up when you're having this conversation. Um, like I said, I think it's a larger conversation that should have been had. Angela, you dropped the ball once again, and I, I agree with you, L. Tank also dropped the ball by immediately labeling folks as homophobic. Mind you, there were people in his comments that were going ham, though. There were folks like, don't come to my town. We don't want your type there and all this other nonsense. But there were some folks that were like, that people were really trying to have a conversation. But once again, this is social media. There's only but so much of a conversation that you can have in some of these circumstances. Or it spins out of control. Yeah, yeah. As, As someone who has close family members who are homosexual uh i remember years ago i made a comment on facebook about a negative comment uh referencing something uh, to do with homosexuality and i remember years after that comment i was at a barbecue and you know the brown liquor was flowing and everything <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting loose and my homosexual cousin was there <clears throat> and out of the blue he says man I hated your fucking guts for so long. Wow. And I'm like, what? Like, yo, I thought I was a cool one. You know, I was always... You know. <laughs> and he said, man, you made this comment a long time ago. And he said, that comment made it difficult for me to come out to the rest of the family members. Because you are such a leader within the family, wow. I felt like everybody shared that kind of idea. Wow. Wow. And since that moment, it has allowed me or pushed me to be very, very careful, man, how I navigate to be open, to be able to have conversations and come from a standpoint like, yo, I have a heteronormative point of view, a heteronormative black male point of view. Uh, so when I'm talking to people about homosexuality and these other sexual lifestyles, Take that into consideration before you begin to try to stab me, cancel me, all those type of things. Understand my perspective and just dialogue about this so I don't come and put my foot in my mouth like I do and I have done. I think that's part of the narrative, man, the conversation that we got to begin to have with our people, man. It's a, it's a very difficult conversation to have, once again, because there's still certain yes. social mores and ideals that are that lingering over our heads and sitting on our shoulders. Get, that we have to get over in ourselves. I mean, yeah. at, the end of the day, at the end of the day, we, we, we want to be allies to all of our, you know, all of our people. Sure. All, of our, all of our people. I mean, yeah. we, we, we all share the struggle, and some of us share more unique struggles than others. Yes. And I mean, granted, we are the gold standard for oppression, but as such, we should have more sympathy for everyone. Yeah. 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 Period. 
it's 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 a hard it, it's to be honest with you it is a hard battle because i mean we're, fi we're fighting years of conditioning yeah. And we're, we're not even just years. We're fighting generations. Generations, yeah, generations of conditioning. Religion, religion alone. Yeah, bro, listen, man, that's a that's a four-hour show. Yeah, that's right a four-day. Yeah, no listen, joke, man. Yeah, no joke. But Trevor, we really appreciate you taking the time out to write us such a Angela Yee based salacious, <laughs> salacious letter like a little like you, 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 you better beep out her show, man. Man, listen, you mad. I'm mad that he said the tank was our boy though. I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. That dude said some wild stuff. You try to put nah, don't do that. But thank you, Trevor. We really appreciate it. And if you want to get your emails and comments shared on the show as well. You can message us on our Facebook page, or you can send us an email to itbp at intheblackpodcast.com. Let's go ahead and jump into the next part of the show. Uh, Phil, why don't you kick it off for us, man? Uh, no doubt. Recently, uh, CNN, of all places, made headlines by announcing that they are preparing to premiere an all-black news show. Nothing falls to stir. Uh, an all-black news panel that will be uh, that's actually being fast-tracked to debut in the near future, which I assume to mean sometime around or before Thanksgiving. To be honest, um, the cable news network is reporting that uh, they're bringing April Ryan, Andrew Gillum, Angela Rye, and Bakari Sellers as panelists for a yet-to-be-named political show. Um, and the idea started back when the uh, the four did uh, the New Day with Allison Camerota and John Berman's show, and it generated a lot of buzz when they uh, were on screen together. Um, apparently, it's, it's the most. Uh, apparently, the buzz on that show increased a lot of excitement at the network, and they're looking to develop this standalone show. Mm -hmm. uh, CNN so far has not responded to any direct inquiries about this headline, um, but I found it very interesting. I mean, uh, in terms of who they chose, of course, because you know, I mean, uh, Angela Rye, I'm definitely a fan. April Ryan, and I'm definitely a fan. You know, I, I definitely appreciate the effort. I mean, I'm a little. I'm, I'm, I'd like to see. You know, it's, I guess it's still in the development, even though they're fast tracking it. So I'm still reserving full judgment on what this will turn into. I mean, um, yeah, but what do you guys think? I want to quickly say this. I'm going to let L go in. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they fashion this show if the show actually does come to fruition because there's already been rumblings or people making noise about Andrew Gillum being a potential vice presidential candidate uh, running mate already for Elizabeth Warren and a couple of other folks. Now, if you understand the political game, sometimes <laughs> Andrew Gillum's camp could have released that information and or some of these candidates on at terms like uh, Elizabeth Warren or whomever may have released that information just to put out a feeler to see how people or the public responds to a potential running mate being chosen for them or whatever. So I'd like to see, it's going to be very interesting to see how that moves forward, but go ahead, L. I don't know, man. Uh, I, I guess a part of me will say it's a great idea. Another part of me says, what the hell y'all doing? Uh, mm. And I come from a standpoint of, I understand there's a need for us to have representation. I understand that. I think it's great as a father. I'm constantly looking for representation for my daughters. I dig it. But representation does not often proceed progress or ownership or any of those things sometimes it just remains a form of symbolism status quo. Yeah. status quo and i'm not saying that this is what they're doing or what this but i'm also going to say that i'm every time i see us get to a particular place on a largely white owned white run platform i'm always going to be thinking 
that thought of the white-owned platform is going to get the bag because black folks are going to tune in, yada, yada, yada. We're going to get some scraps. And I hate to, to, to use that particular wording, but in my mind, that's the only way that I'm able to phrase it. So again, it's like, yo, this would be dope. Many people tune in. But what does it actually end up doing for us? And the bigger question is, should it be doing anything for us? Mm. Or is this just something, you know, for black people? Got a great job with CNN, pushing their careers forward, and they're going to be doing well. Every time we have black people, and that's something that I'm trying to work in my own mind, because I see myself falling through that trap often, that when I see black people get to a certain platform, a certain level, I automatically equate them as okay, now they're going to be on the forefront and the ability to be a leader in pushing black people's agenda. And I think that's an unfair label and an unfair weight that we tend to put on yeah, people. Yeah, tend to put on folks. You know, you're right about that. At the initial instance, because I remember when this came out, maybe sometime during the middle of the summer, <clears throat> this past summer that this leaked out. And initially, I was really excited. I was like, wow, I like all four of them. I thought it would be a great thing for them to, for, for them to have, especially given the fact that you, we do want to see representation. We do want to see more Black faces um, on TV, putting putting forth our voices right yeah. but then i stopped and i thought about it these are four black faces that will still ultimately be on cnn yeah that's that's the that's the breakdown to of it all for me cnn uh, the multi-conglomerate of turner broadcast is still going to ultimately control not just the purse strings but then ultimately the voice box of these folks there might be certain things that they won't be able to say maybe topics that they and i know that the the, the, yeah. common, the common answer from them would be no they wouldn't be able to control us and blah 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 we've heard that before but we can point back to many instances in media history where where yeah. folks are controlling I mean, where, where the back backhand is controlling find, all of this stuff i mean i find it hard anyone with the ability to control angela rock but i see what you mean i see what you mean I mean, my, my, my real fear is that these guys are just props for yeah. the coming, especially for the coming election. Yeah, yeah. You know I think, I mean? But you know what I think? I really think now that given, given what you just said, I think that that might be part of why they're really trying to capitalize on this. They saw the that election. there was a blip. They were trying to get a hold of it. They see that there was such a, I mean, they're in the age of the black female voter. They, I mean, mm -hmm. uh, And Stacey those guys Abrams, have chemistry. Yeah, they, okay, don't get it too. Yeah, you're right about that. Don't get it too. They, they got some juice. They, 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 be, they be cracking up on air. Yeah, they, they got some juice. But and but the thing about it for me, ultimately, I don't want to see them. Mm -hmm. For lack of a better description, I don't want to see them exploited, man. They to trot it out there every time something crazy. Yeah. I, guess, I guess when you get into that position, though, how do you avoid that exploitation? It's like if you're on that platform, what can you do to stop yourself from being exploited? That's it's, a hard, it's, it's hard to control the narrative. Yeah, that's a very good question. It's hard. And, we'll it, and, it, and it's bad because, I mean, I, like we said, we've all, we all enjoy these people seeing them and them putting their, yeah. their quote-unquote best foot forward. Definitely. You know what I mean? But we, we also do need to see, outside of getting excited for seeing them get this show, uh, possible show, we need a lot more faces behind the camera as much as we do in front of the camera. Because that ultimately is going to belie or... Uh, quelch some of these fears and um you know yeah. concerns that we have when we know okay there's a black producer there are black yeah. writers there's yeah, a black directors. owner in the background there's a black oh you know what i'm saying exactly yeah. the people yeah. in the background are black too you know what i'm saying so 
hopefully CNN doesn't drop the ball, but I mean, it's mainstream media, so they're not just, they're going to probably just keep the ball. That first episode is going to be, you know, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see if it well, happens. I'll be watching. Yeah. yeah, we'll see if it happens. So we're not telling people how they should love or who they should love. Michelle and Barack, J and B, even Donald and Milani. We find the stories and unpack the conditions that keep couples together. And those conditions are what shapes and what colors. The look of love. I'm the husband. And I'm the wife. Check us out. On Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and now Anchor. Yeah, join in on the love fest. All right. Um, Right now, we are joined by the incredible photographer and YouTuber, Brandon Cole. Please help me welcome Norfolk's very own Mr. Brandon Cole. Thank you. Welcome to the show, sir. Okay, okay, Brandon. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Welcome, sir. Welcome. Now, we wanted you to come on the show so we could talk to you a little bit about your grind and your hustle, man. I've been following you for quite some time and watching you blow up from where you started from to where you are now is any is nothing short of inspirational. If you can please just tell us, like, how you got started, because this whole YouTube thing, the photography and all this other stuff, I know it. It eats people up. Not too many people survive, and you've been around for a little bit. Was it the models? <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, I, I mean okay. if it was, it's okay. I mean, no. <laughs> well, I mean, I ate a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Bit, but, um, no, man, you know, I've been doing this photography thing, man, for like for about seven years now, man, and, um, you know, when I first got started in this thing, you know, I've always had a passion for taking pictures. You know, I've always wanted to, I've always wanted to capture that, you know, that moment. And I saw a lot of magazines and I saw a lot of, of, of shows on TV and, you know, photographers. And I would just see their craft and their art and how they would just be able to take something and, I mean, take nothing and just make it into just something just incredible and I was like man I could do that you know and that's what I I I like that I just I like to drive about it and it's one of those crafts that you never stop learning there's always something else to learn you never learn you never learn at all you know and that's what I wanted so I was like man I got to do this so I bought a old Canon camera and I just started learning the basics start learning how to light start, start, start start learning my equipment uh, start learning how to light it, start learning all kind of different things, man. And then from there, it ju- I just got better. And I would go out, I would shoot. And again, I wanted to shoot with some of these gorgeous models, man. So I was like, you know what I'm saying? So I would, I would go out, I would take some pictures, and then I would come back, I would look at my stuff, and I was like, this don't look nothing. And I'm like, okay, he did this, he had her do this. All right, let me take that. So I'll regroup, go back, ask for another model, go out and shoot. And then about like, probably like seventy percent of those are bad, but I got thirty percent, so I'm working. I'm good, you know what I'm saying? All of them ain't bad this time, so it just came from seventy 
to like 60% to 50%. And I just, you know, I just kept grinding. I just kept grinding and just looking at how everybody else is doing until I made it my own, you know, uh, editing the way I light, uh, lighting uh, techniques, everything. I just got to a point where I was just like, okay, I know enough now. I need to make this into branding code. I need to, I need my own style. I need my own. Uh, drive and that's after a while, man. I just got to a point where I was like, Shoot, I'm, I'm untouchable now. So <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, it was dope, man. Get, getting from you know nothing to you know learning how to do this thing, man. But like I said, I'm still learning. So. But was it always was it always your objective to to be a businessman, or was it just something like yo, I'm just trying to be really good at this and just master this joint? and have a good time at it or did you ever say yo i'm gonna turn this into a bag you know well it is because you don't make big investments unless you're trying to unless you're trying to do something with it if i was trying to if i was just trying to do this as a hobby i wouldn't have you know cameras and lenses and bodies Mm -hmm. that are three four thousand dollars you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so i i saw myself as after a while when you first start into your craft you don't look at it as a business venture or something that you can make a lot of money. You don't, you don't look at it like, yo, one day I'm going to have 40 and 50,000 people that's going to follow me because they like what I, you don't see that until it starts, until it starts clicking and you start putting stuff out there. You start getting feedback. And after a while you're like, you know what? I might have something here. Let me, let me invest a little bit more. Okay. Now what am I missing? How can I take this to the next level? And after a while, it's like, yo, this might be a, a, a few extra coins on the side. I might be able to do this. Yeah. Turn into something after that, man. Yeah, yeah, I will say, man, that since starting to follow him, and even during our uh, session, the photo walk that we did not too long ago, my my photography game has gone from like a C minus to a B plus. I, I just got to put that out there because all the stuff that he's imparted, his <laughs> skill set, Brandon knows what he's doing. Don't, don't let it, don't let folks fool you, man. There's a lot of folks out there that say that, hey, they know, you know, they know the game, they know how to do X, Y, and yeah. Z, but Brandon really knows what he's doing. But I want to ask you this question, Brandon, man. I know that you are still currently serving, are uh, serving in the United States military. We want to thank you for your service, first and foremost. Yeah. Um, what you want? I'm in the Navy. Un- un- okay. Unfortunately, okay. unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, I said, one of his homeboys told me that he was in the Navy. I said, you know, I was in the Marine Corps and I said, you know, they're the redheaded stepchildren. So we got to make sure we treat Okay. But the fact that you're still in the service, you know what, you know, we're not going to talk about that right now. We're talking about something else. We're talking about something else right now. Well, that's what we're talking about. Straight off from the conversation. So so the question I wanted to ask you is that given the fact that you are still in the service and you've got a a popping IG, you've got a popping YouTube channel. How do you balance the time? Because that it it just seems crazy to me. I know what military life can be like. And to, to have something as popular and as time consuming as what you're doing on the side, like it blows my mind that you're able to put everything together. How do you do that? Yeah. Um, you know, you, you gotta have a plan, you know. Um, like I've been in the Navy now 14 years. You know, I've got six more years left. And you know, like I said, I've been doing this thing for about six or seven years now. So 
um, you know, one of the biggest things is you, you the same way with military, you got to make, if this is, if this, if your craft is something that you want, if that's something where you see yourself doing that for a while, you have to make those sacrifices. And a lot of times I would, I would stack my photo shoots, you know, on a Saturday, you know, I know it's going to be a long day, but I would stack my photo shoots. I would have like two and three photo shoots back to back to back to back, you know, in, in different locations, different styles, different, different areas of genre. And then, you know, I would stack those three um, and then roll those out to my YouTube channel. I have enough pictures to hold me over for the next two or three weeks, but I'm not waiting for the next two or three weeks to do another photo shoot next week. I might stack another two or three. I might stack another two, three, four. You know what I'm saying? And then after a while, I got all this content just sitting, but I got enough to roll out. But to some people, it looks like I'm like acting like more. I was like, oh, I, 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 I did that photo shoot like a year ago. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Every week it seems like he's dropping at least three new videos, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, do you ever sit still? And it's like, now come to find out, he did, did that like months ago. Yeah, I did that months ago, man. <laughs> way you got you got to do it, man. You got to get it how you can, man. I understand that. Let me ask you this: given given that, man, what advice would you give to somebody? that's just starting out, not even in photography, just starting a business, trying to build a brand. Cause it's a grind. It's a hustle. Sometimes it can eat you alive. What advice would you give to them? It can, man. Um, the, I mean, you gotta be honest with yourself. You know, that's the mm. first thing, you know, you don't want to jump into something that, um, you know, you heard somebody say that you can do, or, you know, you heard somebody say, yo, this, this would be a good idea for you. You know, it's not about them. It's about, you know, it's about what you can do, what you're capable of doing um, within your own parameters, within your own scope of things. So um, you don't want to go out here and throw money and blow money um, on something that, you know, you know that you're not capable of doing. Like if you're not a photographer, you know, you don't go out here and spend, you know, five, six thousand dollars on bodies and lenses thinking that you're about to make that money back right now and throw yourself deep in debt uh, when you know that there's, you know, you know, you can't make that money back. You know, you want to, you know, start off, you know, have a business plan, have a plan, sit down with somebody who's knowledgeable about, you know, that area of expertise, um, you know, like I said, and find out what you want to do. And then from there, you know, make smart choices. I'm not telling you not to not to get involved. I'm just saying make smart choices, make smart decisions. Um, and you know, whatever your passion is, if that's what you want, um, hey, go for it, man. The sky is the limit. You know, you're only like Will Smith has this thing. He always tells you to fail, you know, fail fast and fail forward. You know, and that's one thing that I've lived ever since I saw his video about that on Facebook. I've lived by that because it was so it was so important to me because I was like, he said, you know, you, if you fail, just fail fast, fail, get over it, do it again. You know what I'm saying? And then mm. fail forward, meaning um, if you're going, to, if you're going to fail, you know, fail, but move forward as you do. Don't follow and do the same thing uh, that you just failed over. You know, fail forward. You know, and fail often. You know, it's okay. It's okay to to fail. You know, and he said, you know, failure is you know controlled practice you know that's base basically what it is you don't go into a gym you know knowing that you're going to throw up 450 you know 450 on the weights you know you are and you 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 have it's a control it's controlled failure 
You know, that's what it is. That's what, that's what practice is. You know, practice is controlled failure. You know, that's, that's all that is. So, you know, when you get that type, when you get that mindset and you get into there, it's like, it's okay to fail. You know what I'm saying? You're not failing. You're not, you're not teaching yourself anything. So, you know, start off, you know, do what you want, you know, have a plan and, um, you know, pray about it. Of course, you know, I'm, 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 a God, I'm a godly man first. So, um, you know, and j- just go for it, man. Don't go for it. Don't let nobody stop you. No doubt. I appreciate that, sir. We really thank you for the time. But before we yeah. let you go, because we know that you got things to do and people to shoot and all that other stuff. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Where can people find you if they would like to find you? Yo, man, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, if you do go and type in Brandon Cole Photography, it don't matter whether it's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, type in Brandon Cole Photography, all one word, man. You'll find me anywhere on social media, um, you know, or email me, um, bcphotography37 at Gmail. Um, but, yeah, any of my social media channels, man, is all the same. Um, YouTube channel, I got a lot of things coming out. Um, I also got a lot of things going on on my Instagram, a lot of things going on on my Facebook. And, um, yeah, you can find me pretty much anywhere, man. So definitely, um, like, and, um, you know, subscribe to my YouTube channel. We're doing some amazing, great things, you know, a lot of diverse things, a lot of, you know, African-American things. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. You have any projects coming up that you'd like the folks to know about, man? Yes. Oh man. So, you know, as a, you know, last week we went to did a, uh, we did another photo walk um, last week in Atlanta uh, two weeks ago. And it was amazing. We had about 16 photographers come out all through Atlanta. We had three uh, dope models, including my girl Tamika. She came out there and they did an amazing job, man. So um, November the 16th, November 16th from 12 PM to 4 PM, four hour photo walk. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to take over the Carolinas, man. We're going down to Charlotte. We got an actual place down there called Blank Studio, who actually got in touch with me. Um, and they are a new studio. They just, uh, and here's how God works, man. Um, you know, when normally when, as a traveling photographer, man, I like to go to different cities. I like to reach out to the guys. You know, I'm not this uniform that you just see on YouTube. I like to get on the ground and hit the ground running with these people, you know? So, uh, you know, they heard that I was coming to Charlotte because I told them that's where I want to do my last photo walk of the year. Um, so I had a studio down there. I was like, okay, I need to find some models in North Carolina, South Carolina. Um, I want to get these photographers together. Same thing, the same process we go through when we do a photo walk. We look for the models, for the location, um, lock those down get out the ticket for everybody, and you're good to go. Uh, so I got my models together, and then I had one of the models that are located in Charlotte. Um, so I asked her, I was like, hey, do you know some locations? You know, it's going to be in November. We got to think about weather. We got to think about outside. You know, all these things go through your head when you got to plan stuff like this. So I'm like, you know, I want to do something inside, but I need, I need lighting. I need different looks. I need different everything. So she sent me a list of a few studios and this is how God works man so I reached out to a few of them on Instagram said hey this is who I am this is what I want to do um this is what I'm trying to do um what are your rates for your studio and everything so the next day one of the studios called Blank Studio in Charlotte uh Charlotte North Carolina called me the next day um on the phone said hey my name is Trent I'm the owner 
Um, and he's like, hey, I checked out your um, links that you sent me because I always send them my link to my YouTube, mm -hmm. my Instagram. I send them everything that they need to show that I'm legit. Because, uh, you know, you're a businessman. You don't want nobody yeah. okie doke coming into your studio, all right? So he said, he called me. He's like, man, look. He said, I checked out your YouTube channel. He's like, I checked out your, your Instagram. He said, man, you are amazing. He's like, what I want to do is I want to offer you the space for free for four or five hours, however long you need it, um, because we just opened up in May, and um, I want to get some of the general public, you know, photographers and things here to come check us out also. So you bring in, so you bring in that energy and you bring in all those photographers together. He said, man, this is perfect for us. He said, I even know a catering company um, that you can probably contact that um, you know, to help cater some food. We got some music. Um, I already got six models already together. Um, for different looks, um, some things, some elegant stuff, some fall stuff, some exotic stuff. It's going to be amazing. And they offered me the studio for four or five hours. For free. For free. That's what's up. That's what? That was amazing. So we got the location. We got models. November 16th, we're going to be in Charlotte. It's going to be a battle of the Carolinas. I'm going to be down there teaching how to shoot into a, how to shoot in a studio. We're going to do off-camera flash. We're going to do LED lighting. Uh, we're going to do natural lighting. We're going to cover all basics of lighting down there. And it's going to be the last one of the year. So hopefully if you guys are in the Carolinas or you're up here in the East Coast, if you got time, yo, come out, man, because I'm telling you, my models are going to be crazy and this is going to be a good time and we're going to have a ball. No doubt. Nice. Brandon Cole, man, thank you very much for being yeah, part of the show, it, man. Brother. We really appreciate Thanks. it, man. We really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you for having me, man. No doubt, no doubt. All right. Right about now is the time when we'd like to give you little tidbits of news to take with yourself into the work week. So uh, who wants to go first? I will. Okay, go ahead. L, what's up? Stop listening to Kanye West. <laughs> that, that's it? That's it. <laughs> that's it, man. That's it. That's it. Don't listen to him. You stupid, you stupid. <laughs> Phil, what's up, man? Man, all I can say is I have to highly recommend the Wu-Tang Saga on Hulu. What? That joint is look, fire. Look, really that good, look, man. Look, check Listen, it out. Bro. Look, 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 look y'all know me. I was skeptical. Look, y'all know me. I am the, you know, to the heart, to the soul, to the core, to the molecule. <laughs> to the molecule. And I did not expect these guys to go as deep as they did. It is brilliant. And they, and they still had time to show cats making beats, doing songs, performing, and in the middle of all this stuff, we see a damn love story. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> and it, and it makes, but if you know Wu Tang, it makes sense. Like, oh, that was you. <laughs> like, oh, that was you. It, it's crazy. It's really it's crazy. It is brilliant. Those wow. young men, those, those actors, just like when they, when they see us, we're seeing wow. a new crop of black acting talent that black is men. black male acting that is incredible. When they see us to this thing joint, there's a whole crop of you know new young black actors are incredible. That's dope, man. That's dope. I can't wait. Um, my what's up today is actually a tribute to uh Congressman Elijah Cummings who passed away last week. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, he uh, news is coming out that he had heart surgery and I guess complications from that heart surgery ultimately is what took his life. Um, uh, as with any man, any person that's living, his legacy is one that's probably filled with just as much 
questions as it is as much glory. I know there are people that would look at Elijah Cummings and say that the city of Baltimore did not necessarily quote unquote prosper while he was there when he came into office in 1996. But no one can dispute that this man who was a civil rights activist and fighter did not love his people. If you know Elijah Cummings' story, when he was a young 11, 12 year old boy, he went to a pool and white people in Baltimore in the pool were like, no, 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 you can't come into this pool. There's a bigger pool down the street. You guys can go to that pool. And he got in the pool and they beat his ass and he went left and he came back the next day and they beat his ass. And then the third day he came back and got in the pool and they started throwing bottles and bricks and stuff like that. And he has scars from that, those, those whoopings that, yeah, that he took doing that. You know what I mean? And I guess the person that helped him to realize and understand um, the structure of society was an attorney and through that relationship with this woman is ultimately what inspired him to be a woman. Now, the very first time he took this, uh, the Congress floor in 1996, he read a poem and it's a poem called, I Have Just One Minute by Dr. Dr. Benjamin E. Mays. It's a, powerful, it's a powerful poem. And the poem goes like this. I have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it. Forced upon me, can't refuse it. Didn't seek it, didn't choose it but it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it. Give account if I abuse it. Just a tiny little minute, <laughs> but eternity is in it. Elijah Cummings was, regardless of what you thought, has been, he's been an example for black people in, in politics for a long time. From yes. his moments from the Freddie Gray trial to recently after he galvanized folks to actually finally call Donald Trump a racist in Congress because he's one of the first people to actually to do, do that. Yep. So yep. I want to just give pay, pay tribute and homage to a man that uh, whose, whose legacy, it may not be as clean as some of us may have wanted, but we can't, we cannot deny the indelible mark that he's left on, on politics and on the black community. So yeah, never. All right, uh, L. Where can people find you if they'd love to find you? Hold on, man. Why you gotta do? I'm just, I'm doing, I'm doing that because Tank, Tank is looking for you. <laughs> Tank is looking for you to come to one of those concerts. Oh my God. I'm just saying because that comment, that was a very light, that was a very light skinned comment that he made anyway. <laughs> it was a very light skinned comment. <laughs> If he needs, if Tank needs security, holler at me. <laughs> <laughs> he might need security. Yes, yes. Hey, man, but y'all can find me uh, everywhere. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, LG Bailey. Holler at me. No doubt. Phil, where can people find you if they like to find you, man? Hey, if you want to, check me out on uh, Facebook at Philip Henry. Or on Instagram at SP Methods with Orange Crush with a K and not a C. Yes, indeed. And I am Big O, Mr. In the Black himself. And you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at MR underscore In the Black. And I want to thank you guys once again for joining us on another episode of the In the Black podcast. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to kick it with us. And we thank you. Remember, we want to hear from you. Help us continue these conversations by reaching us at In the Black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And as always, informed, intelligent, In the Black. In the black. Peace. Peace. This is the In the Black Podcast.
Big O, my brethren, big up. Black up, make up, very repeat up. Make it sizzle on them just a little, don't give them too much. Yeah, we in the black and it's all good. Mr. Hustle Hard, Orange Crush, this for all hoods. This for everybody, intelligent folks who read books. Even part-time crooks listening and get hooked. Yeah, on the game right now, we got a big foot. On them black social issues, we got the input. Speak about the things that get you tense and leave you all shook. Speak about the current events that made us all look. Big up every African king, big up. No nope. Big up every African queen, this thing's all well, good In the black podcast, never, never whack never. All you other podcast cats better step back Yeah, I love playing around on the track DJ Henny's better than many, you know it's a fact We pass them, you can't outmatch what we have Feel the impact in the black podcast ass You know this is a podcast from the black love Chat about the news and the pan your head top top Hurry the face, not a lick of butter love Straight to the top, we are going to stop In the black yeah. In a de black and the body's podcast Black I said that day In a de black yeah. In a de black truth